0: Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers.
1: And welcome once again to another edition of Emil Franzie's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Bunker to France is down at the Empire Ranch today. And Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Boy, we're all spread out all over the country here. What up with that? Uh, so we fella? make a
0: hard target that way. I
1: uh, know, <laughs> uh, indeed. We got a good show planned for you today. Actor and stuntman Kenny Call is our guest. But before we get to that, I want to tell you a little housekeeping stuff here going on. Uh, happening next Saturday out at the Mescal movie set. It's uh, they're going to be honoring Red Wolverton and. Uh, uh, he's been a, a working cowboy and a horseman all his life and uh, got his start out there at the, uh, uh, at, at, at the uh, Mescal movie set. And so uh, they're just going to plumb honor him. So to find out more about that, uh, here's what you need to do. Go to the mescalmovieset.com website and get all filled in on that. Red Wolverton next Saturday out at the Mescal movie set. So, Bunker, you got anything you want to throw in there? Yeah, how was your uh, how was the how was Cowboy uh, Roundup uh, down there at the Empire?
0: It, it went pretty good today. I had a, a table set up with the Empire Ranch uh, Library representing the library down at the ranch. Looks like we had a pretty good turnout. I did also did two cowboy conversations with Gene and Marty Freeze, and the first one was uh, behind and in front of the camera about well, the industry around here and then we just finished up here at uh at 3 30 doing uh films of the uh, shot at the empire in this area and good 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 people good questions and also tomorrow anybody that's uh, interested they're still going tomorrow it runs from 10 to 4 you head down Highway 83, just seven miles north of San uh, A lot of fun. It's a twenty-dollar donation required or asked, or required whatever. And but it's our heritage, our history, and what what basically what the show is about, and it's also what the
1: ranch is about. All right, and the Empire Ranch is on the uh, uh, National Historic Places Registry. So Kenny, call. Uh, I, I, I like this guy uh, because. I'm looking at an uh, an article from the Oklahoman, and this was from 19... I saw that. 1985 call him a roper an actor top hand 40 year old cowboy is serious either way and why i like that is because today is joel mccray's birthday and joel mccray always had a problem trying to convince the irs that he was a rancher not an actor kenny did you have a welcome to the show kenny did you have any problems like that <laughs>
2: No,
0: I never had any trouble with the IRS. <laughs> I don't think I ever money to argue with them. <laughs> I got a story there. Uh, the IRS come up to the ra- up, to, up by Moore Park where uh, Joel had the ranch, and the guy's up there, and he's there to audit him, and he's telling him, oh, "I'm a rancher and all that," and he's going, "No, you're an actor." And he he holds his hands out, shows you, I says, "Look at those hands. Do those look like the hands of a rancher or a movie star?" And the guy looked at it, and he said, looks like a rancher to me, and closed the book.
3: <laughs> well, you,
2: know, you talk about Joel McRae. Uh, yeah. Ben Johnson told me a story about Joel McRae. Okay. And uh, anyway, Joel McRae, how he got that ranch out there was Will Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, told Will Rogers told him to go buy that ranch. And Joel McRae says, I ain't got the money to go buy a ranch out there, go buy that land out there, Thousand Oaks, and, and he says, Go out to the bank, and anyway, Will called, uh, Will Rogers called that bank there, and, and Beverly Hills and told him, well, send this guy, uh, Joel McCrae was coming in there, he wants to buy this land, give him the money, him to go buy it. So that's how, that's how he got the land. Well, how funny. To
1: Will, to yeah. Will Rogers. And, and uh, one of the last times I was in California, Todd and I went out to the ranch there uh, Wyatt McRae took us out there and showed us around uh, Wyatt was telling us how how uh, his granddad built that place all by himself and uh, worked with Francis on where everything was going to be set <laughs> so that, that what a great family man oh
2: yeah yeah I mean he was always one of my heroes really, he was one, you know another oh yeah. another funny story on him I went with Terry Leonard to Yakima, Canucks one time. Carrie did there under the wagon deal, got run over. Anyway, we went on. And Jack was chewing him out for not doing it right, reason <laughs> he got run over. Anyway, and all that room we were sitting in it's kind of like a, not a trophy room, but it's like his kind of, den kind of room there. You know, he had his trophy saddles up there on the wagon. Joe, uh, uh, Ackerman did. Anyway, he had one picture of an actor in his house that I could see, and it was
0: Joe McRae. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think the two greatest screen cowboys, especially when it comes to riding, well, three, is Joel McRae, uh, Ben Johnson, and Hank Warden. Yep, without
2: a yeah, doubt. They said he was. They said he was really good hand, too. I didn't really know him.
1: But, so, so, you know. so, so Ben Johnson was uh, your your neighbor and your friend there, Kenny, and he's the guy who kind of suggested that you go to Hollywood and get into the picture business. Tell us that story. Well, I,
2: well, he didn't really suggest it. What he did was I called him. Uh, I, went, uh, I started uh, doing commercial modeling there in Dallas. And uh, anyway, so they led me in say so do commercials. And I said, well, okay, you need to do this workshop. So I went to this workshop and started acting. And the only thing I really enjoyed in acting was high school was acting in plays. And so anyway, I got interested in want to do that. So I called Ben. I knew him. I knew his nephew, John Miller. And so I called through John, I got over to Ben, and I said, Ben, I said, this is where I'm at. And what I want to do, he said, get your SAG card before you come out here. And then I got, to, well, I'll take you up. If you get started, and that's how I got to Hollywood. Was through Ben
1: Johnson. How cool! How cool! And and you you you, pardon me for not knowing uh, all the bio on you because I just haven't found anything. But you grew up in Oklahoma on a ranch. You learned how to rope. Uh, from what I understand, uh, y- you, you pretty much learned to ride before you, uh, could walk.
2: <laughs> That's right. I, I could. I could. I, I, actually, my mama, they put me on a horse bar there, took me in the house in the hospital. My mother was riding a horse and she jumped the creek with her, they said, and she fell off and they picked her up and took her to the hospital and she had me. <laughs>
3: it's
2: a wonder they didn't name you Creek. <laughs> Yeah, I knew when they took me home, well they uh, put me on a horse for, they took me in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's about as close as you can be born on a horse. I reckon. Horse. <laughs> what
4: part of Oklahoma, Kenny?
2: Well, I was born in Oklahoma City, and I was raised up around Enid Oklahoma, the northern
0: part. Well, that's where one of my stepmoms was from, Edith. My t- dad used to tease her all the time, say she was born east of Edith.
4: <laughs> well, my mom was born and raised in uh, Stigler, Oklahoma. Hey,
0: oh, okay.
2: What a bunch of Okies. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Came out. They came. They during the Depression and the Dust Bowl, they came out and went to Corcoran, California, and and uh, you know, uh, like like well, a la- large first amount of the back, migration that came out.
0: First three were Kenny
2: first three words an oak learns to say mama papa in
0: Bakersfield <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I know you team roped and steer roped did you do any rough stock stuff? no I, not really I, yeah. I, I first you did pretty years. good though from what I read there you made, you, made, you made it up to 16 in the standings that's pretty damn
2: good well, I won the world in 78 steer roped oh that's right yeah
0: yeah that's yeah. pretty damn good <laughs> it's hard to do better <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: So, so uh, you left you left rodeoing and and uh, and moved to California and got into the picture business. What happens next? Well,
2: that's just basically, and I, I got lucky in my first movie. I did a movie with Catalani and Little Bridges with Rod Steiger and Burt Lancaster, and uh, so that was a pretty big deal for me. I mean, I went to Mexico for ten weeks and shot that. That Every was a real. As a real opener. You know, I had a real part to run all the way through the movie. And
3: uh, the thing
2: that impressed me about all that was Burt Lancaster. He was really good to me. He mm-hmm. really helped me out a lot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, Rod Steiger did, too. They both helped me out a lot. Did you know, I mean, I just learned so much because I didn't know nothing. You talk about green.
1: They, they were aware that you were uh, a rookie, as it were, and uh, kind oh, of yeah. took you under their wing. But... You know, how, how many actors, how many famous people like that uh, will do that kind of a thing for someone coming in new into the business? Not many, I'm reckoning.
2: Well, you know, well, I, I found that movie stars, real movie stars like Lancaster and Steiger and all those kind of that name category of people, you know, they they were actors. You know, Burt Lancaster gave me some of the best advice I ever had. He says, we did a scene one time, the first movie I did, I was doing a scene with him. And they had me standing up on a ladder like I was sitting on a horse. And we shot. Well, first we shot the master shot, you know, and then I rode in and I was standing on this ladder after that. And uh, anyway, they had the camera on him, and he was doing his dialogue, and I had dialogue with him. And then they reversed him and put the camera on me, and he was standing there off camera. And I could literally feel him reaching up there pulling this stuff out of me. And later I told him, I said, man, that's weird how I felt that. Hmm. And he says, let me give you some advice. He says,
0: when you're acting, always give, never take. He says, the more mm-hmm. you give, the more you get back. Well hey Kenny, let me ask you this, because this is one of the things I noticed over a very long time, that being a cowboy on the set as opposed to being something else, that the for the most part, most of the actors they kind of they kind of looked up to the cowboy set. You know, they because they knew this was the real thing, and they were out there pretending. But I was always impressed with the fact that all of them would come around and talk to you, because you were the real deal.
2: Well, yeah, they, 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 uh, well, they're kind of afraid of you, I think. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, that's why they were. That's why they were the actors. They wanted to be cowboys, so they became actors. Right. Like Ben Johnson told me, he
2: says, whenever they say, "Bring that horse in hot." He says, don't worry about them actors. He says, run over them if they get in your way. Because he says, they're going to run over you when they
0: get that dialogue and shit going at you. Exactly. I was working on Rambo 3 down at Yuma. And the stunt coordinator on that, he wasn't a horseman. He was doing all the other stuff, but he was also coordinating the horse stuff. And we're all off camera getting ready to do a thing and he's standing all holler action. He's standing right in the middle of where we're supposed to go. And he's going, Come on, come on. And he's screaming at us and cussing and off. Well, I, mean, I just took a, took off and run over him. And everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. followed. And he comes out and he said, What'd you do that for? I says, Because you were in the way and you wanted us to I'm just doing following your instructions. He goes, oh wow. <laughs> That's the last time I worked for him too, but you know
1: And we won't talk about that. <laughs> Yeah. Todd, you got anything you want to throw in there?
4: Well, I just, you know, you're looking at Kenny's uh, uh, resume here is pretty impressive. Uh, and, you know, I've always found when I watch a Western or any film with animals in it, especially horses, that, you know, the horse that we see in the film is behaving exactly the same. For them, it's they're doing it, in their mind, it's real. Uh, whether or not it was happening a 100 years ago in, a, in, in the real West or it's happening now in a film or a television show recreating that West. So, Kenny, how was that for you? Uh, you know, you go from rodeo where it's real and you can get your head caved in and seriously injured or worse. Did you find that same type of... Uh, was it as dangerous or more dangerous in film? Uh, or did you have to be just very mindful of safety in general?
2: No, I just basically just ride a horse. Uh, I tell you, I'll <laughs> a little bit off, writing up a little bit on that deal. There was a script supervisor on Catalan Little Bridges, I can't remember his name right now, but anyway, he was really good to me. He really helped me out a lot, because he knew it was my first movie. And first scene we ever did, I sat in this a deal and I had one little line everybody else had all the day of And I had one little line in there, and I said my little line, and I sat in there listening to all this stuff, and after, you know, several hours in this hot building, I began to kind of wonder what they was doing outside, and this scripture supervisor come over to me, and he says, Kenny, he says, remember this, whenever you hear action, you are not Kenny Cole no more, you are George Waitman, and this is not pretend, this is real. see he you hear action, this is real. And that was probably another great advice I had. And those were probably two of the greatest advices I ever had in the movie business. When, I, when you
0: you're know, you not acting, this is real. I was going say, you know, with all with all the horse work that you've done, I've done over the years, I found the most dangerous part of picture work was actors with guns. Because you'd be doing a chase or something, a guy'd be right beside you, popping caps right in your ear or he'd be propping them right into the horse's ear, and you're going, man, what are you doing? But they don't know.
2: Right, they don't know. They. Well, another little story on that was with Scott Flynn. We did
0: this
2: same movie, and we had to run out of this building. And first, we did a rehearsal, and he ran right out there towards my horse, and the horse pulled back and took off, you know. So the next one was going to shoot the scene, I, told, I got Scott over. I said, Scott, whatever you do, don't run out that door. I said, let me get ahead of you so I can get to that horse before hmm. y'all run out there, because you're going to run the horse if yeah. don't.
3: Hmm.
2: So I had to do that. You know, I had to kind of slow some of them people down a little bit, because they forget about, they get so involved in their acting, that they forget about what's
0: really going on. Exactly. Is that on yep. Silverado? It, how often have you seen horses scattered because they'll come out and run right into the middle of them? You know, and they they don't realize that the horses. He, he doesn't think about movies. He he just thinks you know I'm a prey animal. Somebody's running at me. They're shooting. I'm getting out of here. Oh
4: yeah. Was that on Silverado, Kenny?
0: No, that's on
4: Catalani. Catalani. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right, yeah, we're going to. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to talk about uh, Silverado and Lonesome Dub, uh, but first I need to do a commercial break. Here on Amos oh, Francis' Voices of the West. Great how that stuff segues in there. Harry Alexander, Bunker yeah. of France, and Todd Roberts, our guest is Kenny Call. We'll be back with much more right after these important messages. Stay tuned. The land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a
0: large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart
1: filmed Winchester 73. (laughs) Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tancoverty in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime
2: at voicesofthewest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to
1: work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're done. I mean, you do listen to this program. So, you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always
0: ready to back up whatever
1: I say. Here's how email us your picks. For your top five westerns Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies You got any more you want to say on the subject Each month we'll pick one entry And offer you the chance to talk about your choices As a guest on our live stream And resulting podcast Of the Voices of the West program it's Pretty simple right We want to hear from you well, We have our men scouring the valley Email your list to best westerns Voicesofthewest at gmail.com I guess that's all we need to hear We've got to get the judge and Jim Bannister out of this community, or we're out of luck. The only place in the town is doing any business is the jail and most of my men are in it.
4: This is the voices of the West.
1: We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Tab Roberts with you. And uh, our guest is Kenny Call. We're streaming live to you from the uh, White Stallion Ranch just north of Tucson, the beautiful White Stallion Ranch. And uh, let's see here. Let's get back to what we're supposed to be doing, and that's talking with actor and stuntman Kenny Call. And uh, you were in uh, Silverado and in Lonesome Dove. Talk about how it was to work on those pictures.
2: Oh, that's funny. Was, I mean, Uncle Dove, uh, well, uh, Robert Duvall helped me get that part in that. They, I didn't have a very big part in Uncle Dove, but uh, at least I had a part in it. <laughs> tried to get me to play that uh, Cooper character, but anyway, they wasn't even reading for that, so I didn't get the chance to read that, but anyway, I did have a part on it, and, uh, and it was you know, it was fun to be be there and be part of that whole show, because that was a great movie.
1: It was. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, wish I'd been on it
1: longer than what I was, but
2: that's the way the movie business is. <laughs> yeah. And Silverado. Yep. Silverado, I had a good part in that. I got to, well, I got to uh, work pretty good in that first, first part of that movie, you know. And I got, and chased all them guys and everything Do that big chase scene that was fun just
1: playing ju- anyway. just playing cowboy were you
2: <laughs> just, just, yeah I, I like that old song goes just being myself <laughs> there you go
1: <laughs> Walker you got exactly,
0: something I was uh, just going to say you know uh, when you were working on Silverado uh a good buddy of mine was, up, in fact, I came up during Christmas time up to Santa Fe. Uh, did you know Ross Loney? Oh, yeah.
3: Well,
0: a great Loney, guy. He was, he was a rider. Yeah, he was, bronc was bronc well, he, he was Rookie of the Year, the year he cracked out, and he used to run with old Hawkshaw all the time, and they called him Gander. Yeah, Ross Loney, he
2: was a real good bronc rider. I knew him when he lived there in Burke, but uh put the yeah. was not all that much. That's yeah, we worked
0: we, together a lot. But.
2: That's where I learned the bulldog where he broke in after. You know, out here
0: doing
1: demo a and all that bunch. Ross Loney was <laughs> right there. Yeah. Which cowboy? Oh, the cowboy. How cowboy. How, di- how different, Kenny? Was it working uh, on television programs, television series versus versus the movies? Uh, uh, you know, we got some CBS. Uh, Specials here, and uh, I understand they were TV movies, but still, working uh, for CBS um, versus Columbia, or MGM, as it were.
2: Well, TV, you know, it used to be a little faster. You know, try to get more shots in it the day. Right. Movies take a little longer. Right. You know, movies set around a lot more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bunker can attest <adjust> to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, you know he's like I always said. You know, you they give you a horse. You play cowboys and Indians. They pay you and you get fed. You know, life doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fun.
2: It's fun. You know, and you have you meet a lot of good people on them sets. You know, I think. And uh, you know, I met a lot of people that I never would have met if I hadn't
3: been in the
1: picture, picture. Your friendship. I not too. Go ahead. Your, your friendship with Ben Johnson. Uh, I mean, like all three of us have talked about how how great of a, a cowboy the guy was, and and perhaps one of the best, if not the best, uh, uh, riders. Uh, I mean, working with a legend like that—come on, <laughs> that's got to be great. Well, he
3: was—he
2: was like my, well, he basically became like my father in California, in Hollywood. You know? Yeah. He, you know, I mean, I, I traveled with him a lot. We went a lot of different places and everything. In fact, I got to know him really good, you know, I and mean, he was, i become part of his family. Mm. I felt like, you know, John Miller and, and Eddie Bob and all that much, you know, I mean, I've come real close with all the people. Oh, cool. Wow. I'll tell you a funny story. Talk about Ben. I want to tell you a funny story about him and Doug Taylor.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, first
2: time I met Doug Taylor was at Ben's house, you know, and so anyway, Doug left there and Ben says, you know, he says, you ever work with Dub? He knew I hadn't. I said, no, I never had. You know, He said, well, you know. He said, "If you ever work with him? He says, when you're doing that dialogue with him, he says, you just got to wait for a place to jump in, because he won't ever shut up. <laughs> he just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you uh, jump in with your lines. He says, you just got to go kind of wait and find a place to jump in with him. And I said, okay. So a, year, a few years later, I did a commercial with Dub. And so he knew I was real close with Ben and everything, he says, you know, he says, you're a work, Ben. I said, yeah. He said, well, you know, he'll never say anything. He's going to keep talking. To he'll say something. <laughs> and, and, and they both went to the graves believing that Ben would never talk and Doug would and never shut up. And they, they both went to the graves believing
3: that. That's
0: funny. <laughs> I, got, I got a Deb Taylor story for That's you. Funny. Uh I belonged in North Hollywood 514 Masonic Lodge, and when I went through the first and third degrees, I went with a kid named Tack Thorpe, who was Doug's grandson. And when we did the uh, third degree, which is the big one, uh, Doug was there for it. And after the thing, we all went to the office set around, and he told stories for three hours. Oh yeah, he was the funniest man ever. Oh, he was
1: Was he from Louisiana? Or, or did he just develop no, that accent back east somewhere I don't, oh. don't remember exactly where he's from Georgia I think I think he's Ah, Georgia, uh, Georgia. Back in, okay, okay. alright yeah cause it sure sounds... I know he
2: told stories about him and Tex Ritter when he was a good broad <laughs> yeah. back there.
1: oh my god those had to be good too <laughs> oh yeah
0: wow yeah, he did all he did all those he did all those pictures with uh, what's his name Bob Wills you know the, yeah. old, the old swing band leader Those little low budget Westerns. Oh, yeah.
2: He used to to tell you about how they'd have all these cue cards hung in trees and everything where you could look up there in the trees and wherever all around the set. Where you could sit there and read them cue cards because you couldn't remember all the words he had to say. Oh,
1: my God. Wow.
2: And he'd say, he had had cue cards all in the trees.
1: Bushes and there were in there. <laughs> so so did so so did Dub- he probably read he
0: probably did the lines faster than they could turn those uh, cue cards over. Really?
1: So did Dub? Probably. Did Dub do a lot of uh, uh improv with lines, or did he pretty much stick with the script? Oh, he just do whatever.
2: He just go. <laughs> That's
1: funny.
0: All the sidekicks were like that. They'd, you know, they if nobody was talking, they would fill in the space. <laughs> Oh
2: yeah, he he was he he was something to be around. I mean I had fun with him. I tell you another funny story on him. We was doing a commercial and uh this gal she is is the product people were from Texas and this one guy's kinda of heavy set. And so Doug he is down there, you know, and he says you got you going on about this guy, he says, You know, I said, You're gonna have a boy He says, I can tell, I know about things like that, you're gonna have a baby boy. <laughs> And Adam, his grandson was there, and Adam kept saying, finally, got, yeah. Dub stood up. He said, Dub, that girl ain't pregnant. Said, oh my gosh. So Adam came around and told me that told me that story, what had happened. I wasn't there, I didn't see it. So anyway, the next morning in the makeup trailer there, I walked in there and I said, Dub, I said, what kind of baby is that woman going to have? He said, shut up, goddamn, you, you just shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's so too funny. And you could just see him jumping up and down saying those things too. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, just shut up, goddamn. Shut up.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs>
0: funny. <laughs> and you know, in his younger days, he's a pretty good stuntman. He did some pretty good pratfalls and stuff.
1: He did, yeah, he, he did vaudeville. So, yeah, that's where you learn yeah. that stuff. Yep. Interesting. All right, what so, don't do you fellas take over for a bit? Well,. Kenny, I got a question. Uh, uh, the Legend of the Lone Ranger.
4: Uh, you know, that was yeah. directed by the same guy who directed my father's film, Monty Walsh, William Fraker, who's also a great yeah. cinematographer. He did all the, the mm-hmm. footage in the movie Bullet. And uh, do you have any stories about uh, Lone Ranger? Well, I had a, well,
2: yeah, I got. Uh, I started off with that thing, I just had a little part in it and I went out there to New Mexico and I had to rope a fence, jerk a fence down and, and uh and run to by a fire. That's about what I did on that one. And then Terry Leonard, he came over to me and I got done with my little part and I fixed him go home and Terry said Ken, you wanna stay and do some stunt work? I said, Sure, whatever you want, what do they need? So I stayed with Terry Leonard and he helped me get a stunt job on that thing and went finishing the dog, got a stunts. <laughs> Just
0: running around with him. Wow. You know, Terry got his start in pictures over here in Tucson. He was going to the U of A and he was on the swim team and I don't somehow or another he got a job on the picture and they liked him and you know he was so handy You know the next thing you know he's working all the time running shows. Oh, yeah, he's, well he's famous Bill you know, Scott man you know, like a unit director, right? well, you know he did yak. he did Yaks uh, drag Get what he did under the stagecoach, he did it under that truck on Indiana Jones.
2: Well, yeah, that's what I was talking about when I went to Yaks with Yakima with uh, with Terry. That's why I was saying Terry, Yakima was giving him hell, chewing him out for not doing it right.
3: He got, hmm. sure he got to run over
2: him on that show. The Lone Ranger, he got run over.
3: And Yakima was yeah. him
2: hell for
0: not doing it all completely right. That's the reason he got yeah. run over. Wow. So, well, you yeah, it was so funny. Yak, Yak lived just around the corner from where, where I lived in Studio City, and I used to see him out there in the yard watering all the time, and we had coffee a couple of times. What a great guy. He wouldn't talk about movies. All he'd talk about is rodeo. Well, he, uh, the thing that I I, I
2: ran that day, he, he didn't talk about the past much. He just talked about, you know, what doing, what was doing now. You know, he wasn't one of
0: them old timers that talked about Talked about was yesterday, you know. Hmm. Talked about well, you know modern. That got me thinking. You know, Kitty, is why. she was a hell of a stunt woman. You know, she was in the early days with him, and I don't know if that's where they met or not, but she was a hell of a stunt woman herself. Well, I never did know her or know anything about her. Yeah. I just All was right.
2: there at his
1: house. All right, we're going to take our next commercial break here. On Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, it's Harry Alexander with Bunker to France, Todd Roberts. Our guest is Kenny Call, stuntman and actor, and we'll be back with much more after these important messages. cattle you want Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step nearer and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do?
0: You better start packing a handgun.
1: Call Rent-A-Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scrappy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Rent-A-Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Rent-A-Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King,
0: and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench.
1: When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our red henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday evening poster, Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only
0: that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to docks to get that bullet out of your
1: shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work.
0: Hey, this is Robert Fuller, Jess uh, Harper from Laramie, and we're listening to the Voices of the West.
1: on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles, Bunker's down at the Empire Ranch. Our guest is uh, Kenny Call, actor, stuntman, roper, all-around cowboy, and uh, we're just having a good old time here talking with him. And uh, Kenny, in all the, the, the movie work that you did, and television work, is there a favorite that you have?
2: Well, I guess my favorite would actually have to be my first movie I ever did because I always, you know, I'm from Oklahoma, and it was a story about Oklahoma, and I always wanted to, you know, be in a movie, a western, and that was my first movie, so I was lucky I got started on the.
1: That that was Catalani, guess, right?
2: Yeah, Catalani, and the little Britches.
1: Yeah. I guess
2: I have to be my favorite because that was I had a really nice part in that, you know, for the first crack out of the box, and and. uh
0: you
2: know,
1: it kind of started off at the top, you might say, and kind of went downhill there. <laughs> kind of spoils you, don't it? Oh, <laughs> <Well>, it did. <laughs> yeah, we know about that.
4: <laughs> but I have to imagine, Kenny, that like Jim Brown said when he, when all his football friends said, you know, how could you leave, stop playing football, and you know, you're you're, you're the greatest football player, and all the glory and adulation and so on, he said. Uh, I, uh, my new job, I get to sleep in, hang out with Raquel Welsh and and eat whatever I want, and uh, I don't get my head kicked in for my, a lot less money. Did you have that same feeling and experience leaving rodeo and moving into film?
2: Well, I found out that it, it pays more to act like a cowboy than it did to
3: be one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, in one you're paying to compete, in the other you you're being paid to compete. Yeah, there you
2: go. That's funny. paid more to act like one than it'd be one.
1: Well, you did some other stuff that was not necessarily Western, in, uh, but I, I take it that was in as, as stuntman uh, type of type of roles.
2: Well, no, it's basically all little parts, you know, little stunt parts. Some of them, I guess you call them stunt parts, you know, okay. stuff like that, you know, little footfalls or whatever, you know. Okay. See, I've never really considered myself a stunt man, you know. A stunt man is, he does all that tough stuff, you know, and I never would, I never did do that. I always tried to figure out how to get out of a wreck, and not get in one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured doing stunts is easier than learning lines. Well... Me,
2: anyway. I don't, I don't know about that, but I know that it, uh, that uh, you know that stunt work stuff. You know, I've seen them stunt. You know, boy, they get off. They do a little nothing stunt, and so I didn't consider nothing. You know, and boy, they be all pumped up about how tough it was, how bad it was. Yeah. And,
3: just,
2: and then they turn around and do something that really, really I thought was really scary and really dangerous, and they wouldn't even think nothing about that. They just go do that.
1: Well, just just riding a horse and roping is dangerous enough, I would think. <laughs> well, I guess some people would do but, I, you know, I mean, I just,
2: that's what, that's what got me about them stunt guys. They get all pumped up about a nothing stunt, what I thought of nothing stunt.
3: And then they exactly. and
2: then go out there and do something that really, you know, took what I thought was bad, and they just wouldn't talk about it. It wasn't nothing to them.
0: Like falling. Yeah, up. I used to get, in, I used to get in trouble with the other stunt guys. Would do something, and somebody, would go, how was that? And I saw it was easy because <laughs> if you are done right, it's supposed to be easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they'd get all after me and say, no, no. And I see these guys that do just like you said. They'd do a little pratfall or something, and they'd make it think like you fell off the Empire State Building. You know the way it, <laughs> it fussed and you know it just. I was, i couldn't see how th- those guys would do doing. But I will tell you what, most of those guys were not—not not the horse or something, and they were the other guys. Mm. Oh yeah.
1: So Kenny, what's your—you uh, got—you got a favorite Western that you like to watch over and over and over? Oh,
2: most of all, John Wayne pictures. I watch them all the time. I've seen them. Oh the yeah. Time. You,
1: go you got a favorite out of any of those?
2: Oh, favorite Western. Uh, watch, uh, well, Joel McRae movies. I like all his. There you movies. go. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, I enjoy all of them, you know. I mean, that'll. Uh, I think Blazing Saddle was one of my favorite
3: movies.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny because Bunker absolutely hates that movie. <laughs>
0: I thought it was, I I, it thought it was a, fun, a funny movie, but I think it hurt Westerns. I really nah, do. I, Cause I, I look at them different, you know, because I come out of the theater and I thought, you know, he's not making fun with Westerns. He's making fun of Westerns. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Cleveland Little, I got to know him a little bit.
2: He's already right. a nice guy. All right. Well, Cleveland, he was smoke lonely, you know. Yeah. He had a
1: lot of kids. Chick-Shay, Oklahoma. We
2: got talking. Him got talking
1: about Chick-shade. There you go. Cleveland <laughs> was really a good guy. How funny! Whatever happened to him? He just didn't do too yeah, much. He died. I- I he died. Oh, I'm sorry. He died. <laughs> I did not realize that. That'll stop you dead in your tracks. I reckon it will, huh? <laughs> I think he died, but he was, you
2: know, he was really a neat
1: guy. He was a really nice guy. So, Blazing Saddles is your is. One of your favorites to watch, virtually any John John Wayne movie is a favorite to watch, and virtually any uh, Joel McRae movie is a favorite to watch. I think I'd have this guy over to my house uh, uh, for Saddle Up, and uh, we'll just have some fun watching some great movies, man. (laughs) <laughs> I I love watching Joel McCrae. I think we've seen uh just about every Joel McCrae movie there is. My wife and I uh saddle up every Friday night and sometimes Saturday night and uh Joel McCrae is right up there, man. love him. Well, my girlfriend think, my
2: girlfriend, she she was real close with to- uh, well, her family was real close with Joel McCrae. He, they had a ranch up in Northern California, and he used to come to their house and just walk in and eat supper with them <laughs> Wow, and wow! Yeah, you
1: know, he
2: was just, you know, just friends with them You know, I mean, he wasn't uh, yeah, he wasn't in the butcher business or anything. But he just was just friends with them Wow. Yeah,
1: I
0: think Colorado Territory is my favorite Joel McCrae movie. That's just, it's just such a
4: good movie.
1: Well, in Wild Horse, all water. of them are good. Well, yeah, Cattle Drive is great. Yeah. Cattle Drive, yeah. Cattle Drive, yeah. A That's, Remake of well, Captain you know, Courageous. Yep.
0: Back in that period, he he come closer to playing cowboys as cowboys as opposed to to act action he heroes. He was a cowboy. I mean, he go yeah,
2: work, yeah. French, You know, I mean, he go work cattle
1: and stuff. You know. I you know the the the, uh, the one movie that uh, I've seen him in where he is not a cowboy, uh, foreign correspondent and uh
4: Hitchcock's uh, his film with Hitchcock
1: yeah and uh, what a great movie that was oh my god he was a damn good actor he was no question about it and he did comedy really well too he was yes, he in did. the comedy he did he did, he did. He he did. you
2: talk talking about them actors that were cowboys that you probably wouldn't ever think of was Tim Holt yeah he was a cowboy he uh, my dad told me a story about his, they had him as a guest star there in Oklahoma one time and he had that Horse, that he rode on them Tim Hope movies, and he had impact there. The, and yeah, I guess the horse was injured for a lot of money. And he is out there in the working bulls on that horse that you rode
0: Wow. <laughs> well, uh, Harry's in love with Jennifer, his sister.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's a hottie, man. <laughs> well, well I, I, it, you know, his dad was a big star back yeah. in the you know early
0: thirties, and. And he did some damn fine westerns. Yes, he, he, he was the real McCoy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, on Tim Holt, could, could ride. You know, I mean, he'd be in there with yeah, the rodeo stock
2: contractor worked bulls on that horse, that movie horse. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> well, you look at <laughs> there's a lot of those kids. You know, Noel Berry Junior, Bidge, yep. and uh, Harry Carey Junior, Adobe. These guys were, you know, 'cause they they were there with their daddies learning all this stuff. Oh yeah. Did you know Dolby?
2: Well, Harry, Harry, yeah, I know Dolby. Yeah, I knew him
3: pretty good,
2: and wow. Harry Carey, I got to know him a little bit. Wow. He was a character too. Wow. I did a show with him on a TV show one time, and got to know him a little bit. He was really comical.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 I love watching his movies as well. I mean, he just—he's he, well, the real deal. Uh, yeah, Harry, you know the guys. Yeah, was that...
0: You know, the career that fascinates me is, is uh, Noah Barry Jr. Because, you know, he goes right early days of silence. There's a star. But this guy was just, he was probably on screen one of the most likable guys that ever worked movies.
1: Yep.
2: I say Noel Noah Berry one time when we were there in Del Rio and us, Jim Bob outside is going take, wanted me to take him, want to take us all to dinner because so, I knew Jim Bob. So he says, get them guys and we'll, go we'll dinner, take them to dinner. So I, Got Ken Curtis and and Noel Berry. I going to said you all want to go to dinner with us. Noel says, "Well, no." I said, "I gotta go practice my say words." That's what he called his (laughs) words. (laughs) I gotta work on my say words. He didn't go with because he had to work on his say words. (laughs) that's funny. That's what he called his say words.
1: That's funny.
0: That's funny. I like that.
1: Down to down to earth kind of guy, man. That that is just so cool. So cool.
0: All right. Those are the kind of guys I wish I'd worked with, because I, you know, these were guys that when I was a kid growing up, they were like heroes to me. You know, you go to the Saturday matinee and you'd see them up there, and you just go, "That is that's that's who I want to be when I grow
1: up." Yeah, we just finished watching uh, Ace Drummond and Noah Berry Jr., uh, who plays uh, in that. He's a mechanic in there, and he's, you know, sometimes comic relief, but sometimes serious, and he's just doggone good. I mean. <laughs> there's no question about it so there you go
2: oh yeah well the first time yeah. I did a scene with him and Ken Curtis they was going back and forth you know and I got so involved in listening to I had a little little line to say in the middle of all this stuff and I was sitting there and they were going back and forth and I got so in just sitting there watching
3: them and I almost <laughs> got
2: to say my words <laughs> And then yeah. they, back, they kind, of around, kind of both just kind of looked at me and I, oh I have to say, that. And I have to say <laughs> my lines it was like I just thought of it that's <laughs> funny <laughs> Which was quite, it was good because it worked for the shot but it was funny yeah wow. I caught me off guard because I was so in trouble with watching him <laughs> to yeah
0: Elon was like that did you ever get to work with him back even. yeah
2: and well that one time I, I was there he was around a little bit on that one movie that TV show
0: Uh, the Bonanza show. He was on that. And I didn't really get to know him. Speaking of Bonanza, I want to do a little Ben Johnson story here. He did did the show, shot it over here, actually, uh, where we were running horses. And I'll tell you what, that for me was one of the highlights of working the picture business was running horses with Ben Johnson. Because oh, yeah. he, you know, he was he just out there he was having the time of his life. He didn't he was doing what he loved best, running a horse, and doing what he does best. Oh yeah.
2: He was a cowboy, you know, he was dribbling.
0: Yes, he was. The funny thing, we driving back from work one night all through all in the stretch out, you know, and he's telling us, he says, you know, I just I just talked to old Pappy, old Ford and he says, I got this picture of They want me to do in Texas. He says, I don't like it. It's got all these cuss words. And he says, "He says, Pappy told me, do it. It'll make you a big star. And that was last picture show.
1: Uh, but yeah. he didn't
0: want to do it. Yep, yep. Right. Well, he turned it down three times, he says.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to do our final commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker the France, and Todd Roberts. We're talking with actor Kenny Call. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I Miss Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tank of in Tucson, 520-777-1911.
2: Read classic Western comics anytime at
3: voicesofthewest.net.
1: Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse at Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseandaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseandaroundrescue.org.
0: As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran... Look for ways to support their families and thank
1: them for their sacrifices.
0: Go to legion.org slash veterans to find out how you can help.
1: All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always
0: ready to back up whatever I
1: say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five were the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to best westerns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com.
0: I guess that's all we need to hear. Oh, and something else. You know, women down there can vote.
4: Vote? Yeah. Women vote? Yeah. Oh, that. It's times like these. It just
2: makes me give thanks that I don't know how to read.
4: This is the Voices of the West.
3: Riding down to Santa Fe. Just beyond the mountains and across the
2: way.
1: See that sun hang low in the west. Or the land I'm loving the best. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. We Harry go Alexander, go Bunker to France. Todd see Roberts see in Los Angeles. Bunker's down at the Empire Ranch. We're talking with uh, actor Kenny Call here on this edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. You know, and I'm looking at your uh, filmography here, Kenny, and I did not realize. That you were in uh, one movie that I find is one of my favorites to watch, and that is Sunset with James Garner and Bruce Willis. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Talk about that That's movie. Him.
2: Well, Jim Garner was really great in it. I mean, he really helped me I, I mean, I got to go him pretty good. Of course, he's See, the funny thing about him was I got to talk to him, My my dad lived on Highway 9 west of Norman. Yeah. He grew up on Highway 9 east of Norman. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) cool. Yeah. He told me where he was up there. An old schoolhouse up there down there by the river, and I knew exactly where he was
1: talking about. Wow. That that movie, I thought, was really, really good, and I don't care what the critics say about it. I thought it was pretty doggone good. Uh, yeah, was, accurate. Not. Film. I don't know if it was an accurate representation or not And I don't really care But I was entertained And that's the point of it Oh
3: <laughs>
0: yeah Can you, you
1: think about this
0: Garner's the movie. only actor that played Wyatt Earp three
1: times That is correct
2: yeah. You know you talk about movies you like I, I remember Waterhole number three was one of my one. Oh, I, I like that. that one. Yeah. I like that.
0: Do unto others before they do unto you. <laughs> yeah.
2: I like that movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what the funny is, it cracked me up here. Uh, oh, Archie Bunker, Carol, or whatever his name was. Carol yeah, They O'Connor. got a shot in there. Carol O'Connor. They got a shot of him on that little donkey, the mule, uh, coming down the hill. And you know, it's, it's just hilarious because I don't care how good a horseman you are. With their gate coming down the hill, it's choppy. And I'm thinking, boy, his teeth are rattling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: and I, I don't think they was really planning on getting that shot of him bucking off either.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, funny. So, Kenny, you're you're pretty much retired now from the movie biz and the cowboy biz, right?
2: Well, as far as well, I guess they hadn't called me lately. <laughs> so you guess <laughs> you
3: return.
0: Oh, I guess like sitting by the phone. <laughs> oh, have you got any anything interesting coming up you'd like to share with us? Well, they're
2: talking movie. I don't know if they will happen. We we tried to do this thing thirty years ago, and now somebody already they're talking about it again. So we'll see if it happens. Okay, good luck. Yeah, I hope it comes too. I don't know if it will or not but who knows you know I thought it was pretty well done and forgotten but it, you know who knows this
1: world yeah that is cool
4: who is it that you have not worked with Kenny that you always wanted to work with
1: uh
2: well John Wayne I guess the first movie I did John Wayne was supposed to be in it but he he was sick he couldn't do it so mm. I always got close to working with him and uh you know, other than that, I don't really
3: know anybody I there. Really yeah.
2: You know, I got to work with Jim Garner. Jim Garner was real nice to me. He really, you know, he'd like he had a big nice dressing room there. He said, here, just that's yours. Jack Garner, his brother, I got, we kind of stayed together, me and Jack kind of hung out together. I got no Jack
1: brother.
0: Cool. Yeah, I got to work with Garner on Do It, Diablo, and like you say, he, he was a delight to work for. He was a good man. I had a good sense of humor, uh, and he took care of the crew too, which that's important.
2: Oh yeah, they, they went, he wasn't, you know, most of them big, bigger name actors that I've ever been around, they're really good people. A lot of your TV personalities, you didn't really care about being around them too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were buttheads more than anything else, right? <laughs>
2: some of them, some of them, some of them you didn't really want to know. <laughs>
1: that's terrible. Uh, that's unfortunate, but, you know, sometimes when people get up into the, get get those kinds of positions, they uh, think that they're uh, the answer to sliced bread or whatever, and uh, <laughs> it doesn't first happen first that I way. Any, first, first time I ever had anything
2: to do with that, Phil Rollins was a big production. Oh, Phil! God, I worked for him a bunch. Anyway, Phil, he, I was, the first one out to Hollywood, he was taking me around that set, you know, kind of showing me how they do things, you know, they're horrible. And I stand there and this one actor, well, he was just being a jerk over there, you know. And I told Phil, I said, hey, you know, I think if i get paid that much money, as he, he does, I don't think I'd do be that bad. He said, well, someday when you make it, you'll understand why they're the way they are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. That's funny. So now you just sit around Calif- in California there and ham it and, and uh, just enjoy life, right?
2: I'm trying to get out of California. I'm Trying to
1: get to Oklahoma. All right, that's probably a wise. So point. we got plenty of room over here in Arizona. Yeah, it is yeah, on the way. I know <laughs> it is on the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to get out of this. Of course, I will. T- I don't. I, I shouldn't tell you this because I. I'm from New Mexico, and I think that's the best place in the world to live. Mm. And I, if I wasn't living in Tucson, I'd be in I'd be in New Mexico in a heartbeat. Well, I'd, I'd
2: like to it's, in st- in it's
0: still western.
2: I'd like to be in Rio Dosa myself. That's
0: where well, that's I'm... where I grew up. Yeah, yeah, I like Ruidoso, but that's God, I'm a high school graduate of Rio Dosa High, Warriors.
1: I think We're gonna just, just going to have to make a, a field trip to Rio Dosa and find out what this thing is all about. Kenny Call, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon. Appreciate it very oh, much, sir. Well, I enjoyed that. I got to
2: reminisce
0: some old memories. There you go. <laughs>
1: yeah. There you go. It's just right. like sitting around the table. Yeah. All there right. Ne- next time we get together, we've got us a goodie uh, coming up. We're going to talk Knives. Bowie Knives with uh, knife maker Jeff Muntz. And boy, has he got some stories. Until then, until then... I'm sharpening my knife right now. There you go. Until then, that's about it for this edition of Abel Francie's Voices of the West.
0: 78, 79... 80 O's and 80 cowboy calf ropers in line waiting for the next (laughs) go-round. So
1: long, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for listening to
0: Emil Francis' Voices
1: of the West.